Another day has been interrupted with breaking news of another school shooting, with three plus the shooter being killed and one other injured at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or UNLV, on Wednesday. Some will undoubtedly take this as an opportunity to put forth a case for more gun control, but as we have seen in the past, no laws passed have or would have prevented any of these shootings. For one, it was most likely, being a school, a gun-free zone. No, the problem's not guns. Over 300 million guns were not used to kill anyone, nor were they used in crimes on Wednesday. We don't have a gun problem. We have a mental health problem, a mental health crisis. That's what we're going to talk about today as we identify some of the signs of mental health issues and some common characteristics and behaviors of school shooters or active shooters. We'll also talk about some of the things you can watch out for and possibly avoid a future shooting. Welcome to Practical Prepping. Today is December 8th, 2023, and this is episode number 439. This is the prepping podcast with no bunkers, no zombies, and no alien invasions, just practical prepping, where we believe that stuff happens, so we need to stay prepared. And we're here to help you get prepared. I'm Mark, and today we'll be talking about school shootings and active shootings being a mental health problem, not a gun problem, and we'll discuss some of the signs that we can look for in others. If you'd like the expanded notes for this episode, go to practicalprepping.info forward slash 439. Now, school shootings and active shootings are a mental health problem, not a gun problem. When we think of a school shooter, we usually think of a young white male, either a student or a recent graduate. Now, there are some exceptions, but that's pretty much the profile that we think about. But there have been white shooters, black shooters, male and female shooters, And we've seen two major school shootings on college campuses this year alone. On February the 13th of 2023 in Lansing, Michigan, at Michigan State University, or MSU, we saw a 41-year-old male as the school shooter. This Wednesday, December the 6th, at UNLV, or University of Nevada, Las Vegas, it was a 67-year-old male. Now, we don't call the names of active killers on this podcast. We won't give their name any notoriety. And where appropriate today, I'll refer to them as the MSU shooter or the UNLV shooter. Now, let's talk a little bit about depression. Depression seems to be a common denominator in most of these active shootings. Depression, here's some of the signs that we can watch out for. Persistent sadness. It's feeling sad, empty, or experiencing a generally low mood most of the day, nearly every day, and it's more than just having the blues. There's a decreased interest or pleasure in activities that we once found enjoyable, including hobbies or social interactions. Those with depression often experience fatigue and low energy, feeling tired or having a lack of energy even after getting enough sleep. 
difficulty concentrating, trouble focusing, making decisions, or experiencing memory problems. There's often marked personality changes, and this is noticeable shifts in the behavior, in attitudes, or in their overall personality. And if we see in most of the active shooting situations that do involve depression, we see isolation. These folks are withdrawing from social activity, from family and friends, and that's common among those that suffer from depression. There's often, especially in serious cases of depression, changes in personal hygiene. They will neglect their personal grooming and even their cleanliness. There's often feelings of worthlessness or guilt. There's a persistent feeling of guilt or worthlessness, even when there's no apparent cause. And there's that feeling of hopelessness, that feeling of despair, helplessness, or as I said, worthlessness. And this leads to negative thoughts, persistent negative thoughts about oneself, about the world, or the future. And oftentimes we see suicidal thoughts in severe cases, and often we see suicidal thoughts. In severe cases, individuals with depression may have those thoughts of death or suicide. Now, if you're experiencing depression, there is help available. And if you observe these signs in someone else, encourage them to seek professional help. And if you're concerned about someone's immediate safety, do not hesitate to contact emergency services or a crisis hotline. And that number is 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK, or 8255. Or you can text HELP to 741-741. Again, that's HELP to 741-741. And we'll put these these numbers in the show notes. Now let's talk about active shooters. There's no single profile that fits all the individuals who engage in such acts of violence. However, researchers and law enforcement have identified certain characteristics and behavior that may be associated with some individuals who carry out mass shootings. As I said earlier, there are mental health issues there. Most of the people with mental health issues don't engage in violence. Most do not. But all of the individuals who have committed mass shootings have some type of mental illness. Now, it may be untreated or it may be undertreated, but it was there. Now, here's some characteristics and behavior that may be associated. And as we mentioned earlier, social isolation. Many active shooters exhibit social withdrawal all the way to isolation, even to becoming somewhat of a hermit. And they may struggle to form mental connections with other people. And they'll display a lack of empathy, difficulty in understanding or experiencing empathy for others. Many of them have found to have a failure to adapt. They may have an inability to cope with life stressors, setbacks, or changes in circumstances. There's often extreme ideological beliefs. Some of these individuals may be driven by extreme beliefs, whether it's political, religious, social, or any other aspect of ideological beliefs. Now, one thing that's been found to be very common in active shooters 
is they have a history of bullying or being bullied. They feel that they've been socially marginalized. There may be an escalation in aggressive behavior or a noticeable increase in anger and hostility over time. But these folks also have a history of violence, and it manifests in many forms, such as domestic violence or assault. Many of these have been, especially as teenagers, involved in animal cruelty or killing animals. They have a preoccupation with violence. And that's what concerns me about so many of them have spent countless hours playing violent video games. And I really wonder what we're doing to our teens and even younger people, allowing them to spend that many hours playing violent video games. These folks will often express violent ideation, either verbal or written expressions of this. The Nashville shooter We saw that she had written out many violent things. Uh, Even though the manifesto has not been released, we've gotten glimpses of some of that. A lot of these folks have a fixation on revenge, and that's why they pick some of the places that they do, because of their fixation on perceived grievances or grudges. And there's a desire for revenge against specific individuals or groups. And we'll elaborate on that in just a minute. Many of these folks, especially the teens, show a fascination with weapons. It's an intense interest in firearms and all types of other weapons. And we'll often see those displayed on their social media pages. And they have an interest in previous shootings. And we'll point this out in in just a minute as well. The previous acts of mass violence and Often they want to emulate it or surpass it, especially school shooters. Some of the school shooters have said, I wanted to have the record of the number of people that I killed. Now, none of these behaviors or even multiples of these are predictive of a mass shooter, but these are known characteristics and behaviors of past shooters. However, any of these characteristics may be indicative for the need for mental health services. Now, we don't yet know a lot about the UNLV shooter, but I read this morning that he was very much a loner. He wouldn't even speak to his neighbor when he was spoken to, and that he had an obsession with the Zodiac Killer. He even claimed to be the first to ever solve the Zodiac murders. And he had a list of people to target with him at the time of the shooting. Now, does that show some of the things that we've just discussed? I think so. Now, the father of the MSU shooter said his son had anger issues, and after the death of his mother in 2020, he became reclusive and socially isolated, and he started to get evil and mean and he didn't care about anything anymore. Now, that was the words from his father. Promoting mental health awareness, early intervention, and fostering supportive communities are essential components of a violence prevention efforts, but it's not enough. It's not working. What we're doing is not working. We've got to find a way, and I don't have the answer. We have to find a way to reach out to folks with mental illness 
be able to identify and put into place early intervention. Now, if you're concerned about someone's immediate safety or concerned about what they might do, do not hesitate to contact emergency services or a crisis hotline. And if that person you're concerned about is a student, please notify the school and talk with a counselor. This gets the student on someone's radar, and it's all confidential. And again, you can reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK, or you can text HELP to 741741, and that's a resource that can get you started in helping someone that you love with their mental health issues. Now, today's cup of coffee comes from Diana. Diana, we really do appreciate that. If you receive value from the podcast, would you help us by giving back a little? First, you can buy us a cup of coffee. Second, you can start your Amazon shopping from our website. It costs you nothing extra, but it pays us a small commission on qualifying purchases. And you'll find the links to both at practicalprepping.info. Both help us out. And we really appreciate your support. And as Krista always says, stuff happens. Be prepared.